0: Hey, welcome to a teaching edition of Building a Business That Lasts. You may have heard from a recent podcast, we're mixing up the formats a little bit. So every episode will be a little bit different. There'll be three different formats. One, a teaching episode like this, where it's just me sharing some ideas, stories, tips, and ideas to help you grow things that have worked for me, much more tactical versus stories in these teaching episodes. Then I'll do traditional interview episodes, which you'll hear with other business leaders like I always have done, where I'm extracting their stories and ideas and sharing them with you for your growth. And then the third type of episode that you'll hear is an internal team member interview here at Business Builders, where you'll get to hear from people on our team about their stories, things that have worked from the inside. Because I, I think that one of the things that's really resonated with me recently is that leadership is not just about the person or few people that are at the top. Great organizations thrive because they have a multitude of leaders across all different levels. And the fact is, most of those peoples are not owners and entrepreneurs. Um, They're they're working within a team to to help with that original vision. And so while the the primary focus of the show has always been towards um, entrepreneurs but it's really towards leaders as well. And so the content that I'm going to present um, over the coming um, months on the podcast here is going to be geared towards really both those audiences, owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders within organizations. So today I'm going to focus on what I consider to be the four fundamental elements that every business needs In order to be successful. Now, I don't have time to to unpack all of these things. It would take me several days to unpack them in detail. Uh, I actually did that uh, back in March. We hosted a live event here in St. Augustine called Business Builders Live. And if you want to get access to those videos, I'll give you some details uh, later here in the podcast of how you can get that. I take these four elements, I teach them over two days. Right now, I'm going to teach them to you in about 20 minutes, uh, just to give you a, a quick recap of something to think about and challenge you in your own business or in your organization to look around and go, hey, where are the opportunities for us to improve here? Because when you get these four elements right, what happens is your business starts to thrive. Not just you as a leader, but your whole team does. And I want to build a place where people have the opportunity to grow successfully. A, a lot of business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs end up in a place where they feel worn out and stressed out and ready to quit. The, the fact is that 96% of businesses uh, don't make it to the 10th year. And, and I would argue that some of the businesses that do make it past that are still kind of a failure, and, and I say that as lovingly as I can. Only because the person that started it is so worn out and they've destroyed the rest of their life that it's really not worth it. People primarily start businesses for one of three reasons. To make more money, to have more freedom, or to follow a a passion or a purpose. And I think that the best team members work with a company or with a team or with a leader because of the same things. They want more money, they want more freedom, and they want to follow a purpose or a passion. And, and all three of those things are important, uh, whether you're at the very top of an organization or at the very bottom. So the four things we're going to talk about today will help you improve uh, in all of those areas, will help you run a better company, and it will challenge you to think about some specific areas. So the four places that we're going to look at today are people, product, process, and promotion. And to be fair, we're not really going to look at them. You're just going, I'm just going to talk through them, and you're going to get to kind of hear about it if you're listening to the podcast. Maybe you're out cutting your grass or riding in your car or wherever you may be. And I hope that it's helpful. that hope, it, hope that it's challenging too. So people, product, process, and promotion. Let's unpack them each just briefly here on the podcast. Number one, people. You have to have the right people in your organization. Y- you need to know what people you need to have in your life as well. I always say, and I unpack this in other episodes, you need the right Person, you need somebody to look up to, somebody to stand beside you, somebody who's looking up to you, and, and someone who believes in you and you don't believe in yourself. You need the right people around you so that you're not burning yourself out. And then when you're building a team, you've got to have the right people in the right seats. Uh, we talk about uh, this a lot because what happens is when you start a business usually, and really for a lot of leaders of all kinds of organizations, whether they started it or not, you're wearing a lot of different hats. So you've got all these different roles and responsibilities for your job. And, um, and at some point, you've got to hand some of those things off. And I always say that the, the things that I want to focus on really are, are things that align in two areas, ideally. Number one, I actually want to do them because we spend a lot of time working. And if I really don't want to do that work, I probably should find a way to not do that work anymore and, and give it to somebody else who may actually love that work. And number two, something that I'm actually good at. Cause I might love something, but not be very good at it. That's probably not in the best interest of our team uh, or our clients either. So I want to do things that I love and I'm good at. And so over time, I want to make a list of all the things that I do. And really, those are a lot of different jobs. And when you start a company, you might, you might be doing 20 different jobs. And over time, you need to start outlining what those jobs are and, and then break them down so that other people can go, oh, um, yeah, that'd be a great job for me. I would love to do that particular role. And and so what we talk about is thinking about what those jobs and responsibilities are and really outlining them. So outline each particular role. People need to know what success looks like in their job. Um, and then when you're hiring, gosh, I made some big mistakes hiring early on. The people weren't mistakes. I did a bad job hiring because I didn't know how to create clear expectations for them. Um, and that's not fair. It's not fair or right, uh, to have people on your team that, um, don't know what winning looks like for them. And I had to learn to be more clear, uh, which I realized was more kind. And, and so I would say, don't take hiring haphazardly. You can hire contractors moderately haphazardly. I mean, probably not a good idea either, but, but people that are, you're bringing into your team, people are going to be actual employees, team members, People that are going to have their face next to your face on a team page, you um, need to hire well. Those people need to be aligned with your core values. They they need to represent you in the business well. They need to be good at doing their job. And um, and and ultimately for me too, they need people I want to be around. I mean, if you run a really small business, I mean, we've only got fifteen internal team members, uh, but each one's highly effective. I always say, uh, last few years I've said anyway that I want to build a team of leaders managers and strategists, and um, those are what our internal team members are. So you have the right people. We use a lot of personality tests. So if you've not used things like uh, the disk assessment or Enneagrams, we use Myers-Briggs. Uh, we love those tools. Um, they're not some kind of a litmus test to decide whether somebody should be on the team or not, but they help me communicate with them better because I can look at somebody's personality profile at a glance and go, oh gosh, I, I need to provide this person a little bit more detail because I'm not a detailed person but but maybe they are, and I need to move towards them. So learning how to communicate with your people, um, those personality assessments can be huge. I unpack a lot of this on the videos uh, that I talked about for Business Builders Live. We did a super high-end recording of that a two-day event. If you want to grab a copy of that, you can go over to businessbuilderslive.com, and I unpack this people session over about a half day instead of uh, five minutes here. The next section that's really important is understanding the product. And you know, product is a little bit of a generalization for this section, but when I say product, I really mean the company as a whole, um, not just the individual product or service, although that matters too. So when you back up and think about the company as a whole, I would ask you, do you have a clear purpose? Do you have a written vision and a written mission? Do you have clear and written core values and what they mean and what they look like? You know, w- early in business i used to think those things were just for corporate companies and most of them didn't abide by them anyway so why would i want to even mess around with that stuff but i've realized over time that writing things down has a big impact and ultimately it affects who you work with and and it affects how you do things and it affects when you when people join they know what kind of mission they're joining onto and we take it for granted sometimes that those things are in our heads as leaders And they need to be written down. So if you've not taken the time, I would encourage you to get in a workshop, um, bring a facilitator in, get somebody to help you align your mission. That's one of the things we do on the coaching side of the business now is help people uh, get their mission, uh, vision and values right uh, because I've just seen the kind of impact that it actually has. Under product as well, you need to be able to define the people that you serve. Who is that target? Um, where do they live? What kind of things do they like? And ultimately, the question is, as it relates to your products or services, what do they want and what kind of problem are you helping them overcome? Create clarity around those things and you'll be surprised the kind of impact that you can have. It's all about the people that we serve. Now, I hate when people say things like the customer's always right. That is not true. None of us are always right. But our purpose as a company, as a business... The way we get to make profit, which is the way that we get to create impact uh, in people's lives, is by serving other people. In order to serve somebody, you need to actually be helping them. To help them, you're you're helping them overcome a problem, usually, or get to where they want to go. So we need to clearly understand what do they want and what kind of problem we are helping them overcome. Next, under this product section, I talk a lot about differentiators. What differentiates you as a company? It's almost never one thing. It's usually a series of things. So I say a lot of times it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's usually three things. If you package three things together, what do those look like? So for us, just as an example, uh, we've been in business and grown every year for over 20 years. That's, that's a big deal. But there's other agencies like that, probably lots of them around the world. Uh, we're also uh, a HubSpot Platinum Partner. HubSpot's a great marketing tool, marketing automation and sales tool. Uh, it's also, you can build websites on now. It's really kind of an all-encompassing tool. We've worked with them for a long time, and we're a Platinum Partner for them. Well, there's probably hundreds of other Platinum Partners around the country with HubSpot. And we're a StoryBrand certified agency. That means our whole team has been trained in a framework called StoryBrand that helps people clarify their message so they can get attention and acquire customers. Well, there's probably, I don't know, 20 something of those agencies around the country. But you know what there's very few of? There's very few, if any, I think there's one or two maybe, that have 20 plus years of growth, our HubSpot Platinum partners, and our StoryBrand certified agencies. Those three things put together make us extremely differentiated from the market. What are your three things? You need a clear process of how you get things done. Once a product has been ordered uh, or uh, somebody's agreed to give you money, what does your process for that look like? I'm going to unpack that a little bit in the next section of process. Process is probably the area that I had the most trouble with because it doesn't come naturally for me. Um, I'm kind of a wing it kind of guy. I winged it for a long time. And what that created for me was a lot of whirlwinds where I felt like I was constantly putting out fires. I don't know if anybody else feels like they're constantly putting out fires, but my guess is that if I felt like there's probably a few more of you out there who feel like that too. And some people have just accepted that that's what it's like to own a business. Let me be very clear. That is not true. It is only true because you have not put the processes in place in order to streamline and smooth things out. As a business owner, leader, or entrepreneur, you do not have to be a constant firefighter that is running from one disaster to the next. If you do that, the only person who can fix that is you. So go fix it. And look, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I was that guy for a long time. I just thought, well, this is what it's like to run a small business. You just go from one fire to the next, and that makes me really important and really tough. Not true. It makes me dumb for not putting processes in place. Why? Because processes are a weakness for me, and so I don't want to mess with them. But I had to bring the right tools and the right framework in to help make that happen. One of the tools we used for that is a book called Traction by a guy named Geno Wickman. He has this thing called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. I don't have time to unpack it today, but we brought a facilitator in because I knew it was a weakness for me. I needed somebody else to help our team get these things right. And when we did, man, we have seen exponential growth. It's been incredible. Uh, We know what we're doing, we know where we're going, and we have a clear plan in order to execute it from a process perspective. A few key things in this process bucket I I want you to think about and ask yourself, um, am I making progress in these areas? Number one, do I know how to delegate, document, and meet well? Here's what I mean by that. In the delegate bucket, uh, what I always talk about is that when a task gets assigned to me or something comes in that I need to deal with, I need to ask four simple questions to know if and when I need to do it. Number one, does the task even need to be done or is it just junk? If it's junk, let's throw it away if it's not creating value or moving it towards our goals. Number two, can I automate it? There's so many great tools and systems out there that will allow us to do things automatically. Humans should not do things that robots can do. We should have robots do those things. Number three, can I delegate it to somebody else? And I mean delegate the outcome. I want to delegate the the the, the end goal to a team member in an ideal world. Or I can ind- individually delegate specific tasks if that's what I need in, in an instance. And then number four, if I do have to do it, uh, do I have to do it right now? That's been a great mental framework for me to think through. Next, you need to document things. Now, look, I, I'm not a great documenter. I don't like to track stuff. I don't have to write it all down. But here's the thing. If I don't do that and it's just all in my head, then guess who has to do all the things? Me. Guess what I don't get when I have to do all the things? Freedom. You know what I want? I want freedom. That's one of the big three things that I want out of a business for me is the freedom to live the life that I want. If I'm the one who has to do all the things or everybody has to do, hey, we have to find out what Jay thinks before I do this. That's not good. You know, for a long time, when I'd go on vacation whether it was one day or two weeks or last year I took a whole month off, I would ask people on the team. I would say, hey, when I come back, I want to know anywhere that you said, hey, we need to wait till Jay comes back to figure this out. That's a problem in the organization. Because what happens if I walk out in the street and get hit by a bus and die? Does the business collapse without me? To me, that's the sign of a strong business, that it doesn't, that the business survives. I want the business to outlive me. Not because I want some big legacy, but because I want to provide um, a sense of purpose and security for the people that that work here with me. I don't want to be the linchpin that could cause everything to fall apart. And so it's my job to put processes in place or the people to put processes in place, because I'm not very going to do it myself, um, so that the company can thrive. You need to do a weekly leadership team meeting as part of your process. Uh, it might just be you to begin with, but you need to have a scorecard that you keep track of. If you want to see an example of that, you can see it, uh, in this, uh, in the longer version of this talk. I do a two-day talk like I talked about. You can go to businessbuilderslive.com and grab a copy of that. And, and you'll see on there, um, me unpack this and I'll show off our scorecards. I'll show you how we do it. I'll show you what our numbers look like. And you can get a real practical idea of how, how to track those numbers, what you should be tracking so that you can t- see long-term success. So we've talked about people, we've talked about product, we've talked about process, and the last is promotion. This is kind of a wheelhouse. Uh, this is what I've spent the most of my career on, which is helping people get attention and acquire customers. How do we promote our business? Here's a few key things I want you to think about and ask, do we have these things in place? I unpack a lot of this um, in a webinar that I do. Uh, If you want to go to our website, uh, you can see that. Uh, If you go to the Business Builders website, that's businessbldrs.com, and then click on the marketing tab, you'll see a content offer. You can get a free download of a webinar where I unpack this in a little bit more detail. But just briefly here on the podcast, I want to talk through some of the key elements of promotion you should be thinking about. Number one, what does your customer journey look like? Um, And here's what I mean by that. You know, all customers start as strangers. They don't know who you are, and they're attracted to you in some way. Maybe it's word of mouth. Maybe it's referral. Uh, Maybe they searched for you and found you on the internet. Maybe they saw you on social media, whatever it may be. They're attracted to you, and they become a visitor. They land on your website, but you don't know who they are yet. And if you don't know who they are, you can't follow up with them. If you can't follow up with them, you probably can't close a deal. Most people that come to your website are not ready to buy. Most people that come to your website are not ready to request a quote. They're just an information-gathering stage. Okay, You know this because this is how it is for you. Too. You search a lot of different things before you actually make a buying decision or move forward much farther. So you need to be able to turn that visitor, you need to convert them into a prospect. And what I mean by that is you you've you have their information. They've given you their email or their phone, some way to follow up with them, so that you can then close them over time, serve them well, delight them, and renew and upsell them. My uncle always told me, do a great job for somebody, ask them to tell somebody else you'll never run out of business. So far, that's been true for 22 plus years. But once I understood this funnel, this customer journey, it helped me out a lot more in the process. When you start to think about marketing, a lot of people get really frustrated and they've wasted a lot of money and time on marketing that doesn't work. And usually it's because they don't have the fundamentals right. So there's six key fundamentals that every marketing campaign should have. I'm going to give them to you right now. Uh, I unpack these more um, in some of the other teachings that I do, but for today, I'm just going to give you a quick overview so you can think about it and go, hey, where are the areas of weakness for us as a company? Number one, you need a clear message. In just a line or two, you need to be able to define the problem that you provide, that you solve, sorry, the problem that you, that you solve, the solution that you provide in order to solve that, and the outcome. How does it make your customer's life better? If you can't do that clearly, if your whole team can't do that clearly, then it's not clear enough. It's not about you, it's about the customer. What does the customer want? One of my favorite resources for this is a great book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. We use this book ourselves. We teach this framework and we implement it for our clients. Uh, It is a game changer when it comes to understanding the fundamentals of telling a story that focuses on what your customer wants and helps them achieve success. When you can do that, you have infinite growth potential. Next you need a quality website. A quality website entails two things, good design and great words. I always say this, design builds trust, but words are what sell. You need both. Yeah, I need to pull it up and go, wow, these people look legit. Then I need to read the words and go, oh, they understand what I want and they understand what my problem is. And it seems like they have a solution to to provide it. Um, They have empathy and authority to help me win the day. They've outlined a clear plan and they're calling me to action so that I can see success and avoid failure. Great, I want that. Um, the website should articulate that message really clearly right on the homepage. You also need some kind of a way to attract the person or gather the information from somebody who isn't ready to buy from you ne- yet. You need a lead generator. It could be a video series. I talked about if you go to our website and look at a lot of the different pages, you'll get offered webinars and videos that I've done that are free. There's real quality content there that's free. Now you have to give us your email address to get access to that. And then we're going to follow up with you, but you can cancel that or decline it or unsubscribe. That's fine. Um, but ultimately salespeople don't close deals for two primary reasons. They don't ask for the sale. Number one, or number two, they don't follow up enough. And so we want to create an automated follow-up sequence. That's the fourth step of this six key elements to marketing. I was talking about a clear message, a quality website, a lead generating PDF and an automated email sequence. You need to follow up with people. We suggest five follow-up emails over the period of about two weeks. Most salespeople don't ask for the sale or follow up enough, which is why they don't close deals very well. Good salespeople do both of those things very well. If we can use a robot to create some follow-ups for our lead generators from our great website with our clear message, whew, we got some magic on our hands. I promise, uh, because I've seen this. I've seen it over and over and over again that works. You need a great sales campaign, that's number five. A way to actually close a deal. Um, and a plan for that. And then you need a system to track it all. We use HubSpot. Love that tool. Um, they have a free version, actually, that you can sign up for. It's really good. Um, but it's a really, really powerful tool. So those are the four key elements, people, product, process, and promotion. Most people have a weakness in one or all of these areas. And look, Regardless of how long you've been in business, I have things in all four of these areas that we need to improve. And so one of the things that we do is at our quarterly leadership team meetings and our quarterly team meetings, we're going to look at those things and go, hey, where are our biggest issues? Which bucket are they in? And and, and which one do we want to focus on this quarter? Don't try and and knock them all out at once. Prioritize. Look at the four the four items, people, product, process, and promotion, and ask, hey, which one of these are we struggling with the most? Which one do we need the most improvement in? And start there, make some improvement and move in the right direction. It's all about progress over perfection, make improvement. Don't be worried about it. Getting it perfect. Nobody gets it perfect in business. I've been around long enough to know that's true. And, um, but if you do focus on these things and you do them consistently over time, you'll look back and go, wow, you remember when it was like this? And I just did an interview, with, which you'll hear soon on the podcast, uh, with Chris on our team, he's the president of the company now. And um, it's crazy to look back over his history and think about all the changes that have come. He started as a part-time print manager at the company, and he was also a firefighter. Now he's the president of the company. So when you look back over time, it's like, man, so much has changed and so much has improved. And a lot of it relates to these four key elements, people, product, process, and promotion. If you want to get access to a full 2-day version of this teaching along with slides and notes and a workbook and everything else, you can get that right now by going to businessbuilderslive.com and I you can get access to two full days professionally videoed, all the slides all the workbooks, everything. So go check that out, businessbuilderslive.com. Thanks for being here for another episode of Business uh, building a business that lasts. This has been a teaching episode. You'll see following this, an episode that'll be an interview with another successful business leader and then an interview with an internal team member. I'm excited about how we're shaking up the podcast. I think it's gonna be really, really helpful. Go out there, build great businesses, care for your families, care for your communities, and I'll see you soon.